everybody. Welcome to another episode of CanCast, a podcast about information and not affirmation. And today we are going to be talking about 50-50 relationships. I have right here a conversation between me, uh, Amber, Keisha, and Nora. And without further ado, we're just going to get right into it. All right, so to me, a 50-50 relationship is not just, doesn't mean that, well, first of all, you have to explain, well, I'm going to explain what 50-50 means. And 50-50 does not mean both parties bringing 50% to the relationship. That's not 50-50. What 50-50 is, is both parties bringing 100% to the relationship. Because when you are in a relationship, it's one and both of you are both halves of that relationship. So if you're saying that both of you are bringing 50-50 to the relationship, then it's only 50% in the relationship, not 100%. Now that we got that out of the way, so 50-50 does not mean that both people are doing the exact same thing. It's not equality, in my opinion. It's equity. And so what I mean by that is if person A is just, for instance, we're talking about chores. Person A likes to will wash the dishes and person B will do the laundry, right? So they're both not doing the same thing, but they're both doing something um, that is keeping the house clean. So that's the way I feel like it should be. And... Well, how do y'all feel about that? I mean, I feel the same way. Okay. I mean, because it's like, I mean, because it's like, you got to put 100% of yourself in every situation that you are in. If you're only giving half of your energy to something, like, eventually, it's going to break. You're going to fail at that, and you're going to wonder, like, why? this situation didn't work out well i mean because you didn't give it your all i was just going to say also the reason why it's this is 50 50 is a hot topic right now is because uh people are upset because some guys are saying that they want a 50 50 relationship but people are assuming that they mean with only financially like oh i get put up half of them um literally everything utilities mortgage or rent but everything's just split 50 50. But that's not necessarily 50-50, so I just want to make sure that was known as well. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, a lot of times, even though we feel that, even though people say 50-50 relationship, that means that you're still giving your all, and y'all are both contributing equally to the relationship. When I feel like society, I don't know, society messes things up at times, but like when people hear certain things, they hear 50-50 relationship, people think, oh, that means I only got to put 50% in in this relationship. Like, I don't have to give my all. I only put half of it in there. And the other person does the other half, and they expect the relationship to work that way. But in reality, that's not necessarily the case. Exactly. And and that's uh, that's a very good point because people think that, oh, I put 50% in the relationship, 50% I remain myself. And that's how I can keep my sense of self. But you can still maintain your sense of self while in the relationship. You just have to do it in a healthy way. And we, I don't know, today, I don't think we're going to go over like the steps to be healthy in a relationship. I think that's a different podcast that we're going to do. But I think that you, if you can do a, if you can have a good balance of what you are doing versus what's happening in a relationship and keep an eye on what the other person's doing, hold, both people hold each other accountable and hold themselves accountable, then you can have that um, 50-50 relationship or that equal relationship. I agree. 
And then um, this is just me adding like a little, a little two cents additional to what you said, Nora. Um, I feel like also <clears throat> a good reason why someone should approach a relationship, given their all. Worst case scenario, let's say y'all don't make it. Me, I'm a type of person, and a lot of people will tend to overthink the situation and be like, damn, like, why didn't it work out? What was going on? If you know you gave 100%, you brought it all to the table, full sin, you was really with that person, you was down with that man, you was down with that woman, then you should be able to walk away from that relationship knowing that you did the best that you could. And that can also give you a sense of peace and help you moving forward in other relationships. Because I know I've been in situations where, or relationships, excuse me, where I did not give my all. And I'm like, damn. Obviously, it didn't work, like you said, nor it falls apart because you're not giving your all into the relationship. And it leaves you with so many, like, just, damn. Like, I should have did this. I should have did that. Like, it could have been different. Now you're like, do I go back? Do I try again? And if you can't try again, you're looking at your next relationship, like, kind of thinking about those same things from the prior relationship or the previous relationship. So it just... Bringing all your all to a relationship and to a person can save you so much time, whether y'all make it or whether y'all don't. I think that's a good approach to have. Just come in 100% full sin with it. But I really like what you said, but the one thing I will say to that is that you should put it all if you want to be with that person. You should put your all into that relationship, but you should also know, uh, hold, have accountability for what you did and what you overlooked. Because a lot of times we'll put it all into a relationship and then say, well, I did everything I was supposed to do. They messed up. So the thing is, how are you supposed to trust somebody else in the future if you already gave your all to somebody and then they took it and threw it in the trash? And you don't have any accountability. Well, yeah, I mean, I overlooked this and that and everything like that. Then you can say, okay, well, while I didn't mess up with this, they did this, and I this is something I shouldn't stand for. So that might be one of your non-negotiables in the future. That might be one of your red lights that you don't want to have. And you remember, like, oh, this is, I like when they did this. And that can be one of your green lights. It's up to you. And this is kind of going into um, another podcast I wanted to do, Healing After Heartbreak. But just having that sense of accountability while you're in a relationship and post-relationship, that can really help you to make sure that you're having a good picture of the relationship at all times. And it can kind of mitigate you having those uh rose-colored glasses that people always talk about because sometimes we get swept up and, and just lost in that emotion and the love and everything else like that, that we just focus on just that instead of trying to stay grounded and saying, okay, are we both being the best to each other that we can be? Yeah. Uh, for example, like me and Amber, we have this thing where we kind of do health checks on a relationship. We say, how do you feel about a relationship? What do you feel can improve? What do you feel like it's going good? And then we just we go like that. And so we do that so that we can always make sure that both people, both sides are happy in the relationship. And that's how we can make sure that we are staying grounded. So we can do something like that or whatever else floats your boat because everybody is different. But that's one way that we like to stay grounded. And I feel like that ultimately comes down to communication because a lot of times in relationships, communication, even though people say communication is key, but then when you really look at the times that you should communicate. People don't always communicate those feelings or those things that they're not liking of that their partner is doing. And then slowly but surely, you're not communicating like, hey, I don't like it when you do X, Y, and Z. And then you kind of you kind of build that resentment and it's like... Mm-hmm. You let something so small mm-hmm. just continue to grow and fester until 
that situation just blows up and the, the other person is just like, well, damn, you never said anything to me about mm-hmm. this, so how was I supposed to know? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and somebody told me, because something like this happened to me with playing basketball, I'm a big dude, so people always found me, and I would never say anything. People always tell me, how come you don't ever get upset? You don't ever get upset? And I'm like, it's not that big of a thing to me. Then one day, somebody pushed me in my, in my back, I got mad, threw the ball right at their head. And then they told me, they said, KO, that's what they used to call me. Please, bro, if you're upset, say something. Don't let it get bottled up to you trying to fight everybody in the gym, which is what I was trying to do, which is not a good thing. But that's a part of that. And also, if you're putting everybody first, then guess what? You're going to be last. You're always going to be last if you put everybody first. Kind of what I say about um, the nice guys finish last thing, because think about it. Nice guys, what are they going to do? When somebody's walking up to the door, when they're in front, they're going to hold the door open, let them walk through first, and then they walk through after. Hence why nice guys finish last. That's the microcosm of that. And people like to want to say, well, I'm nice, so everyone should be nice as well, but everything doesn't work like that. So that's why I like to say you have to make sure that you are doing what you want to do. If you want to be nice, then be nice. And when you are doing that, then you know, well, I wanted to be nice anyway, so it doesn't matter what anyone else's reaction was. If you're trying to be nice just to get something from somebody and they don't give you that, then you have no one to blame but yourself. So what would you guys say to, let's say there was a couple, whatever, they're in a relationship, and one person is like, yes, I'm here for I'm giving my all, but the other person is like, a relationship is 50-50, like I'm giving you half of myself. Like they're not equally contributing to the relationship. Like what would you guys say to that person? Like how should they approach that? That's a good question. So what I would say is... I feel like that's a common thing, like, I feel like, one, that's a conversation you should have before you get in a relationship. Just saying, like, how are you in a relationship? How were you in your last relationship? Talking about that, like, what do you want from a relationship? Just seeing things like that. And it's also what me and Keisha talked about the other day, um, and that's the love languages thing. Not just the love languages. People always talk about the love languages that they have. But to me, I care more about the love languages that the other person I want to be with, how they give love. Because if you know how somebody gives love and they give love the way you like to receive love, then you know that it's going to be natural for y'all to be showing each other love. And if you focus on that from the other person, so what I would say to that person is, like, hey, you have to have that conversation with them. Have a real, true, it's more than likely it's going to have to be uncomfortable, but that's when you truly get growth is when you are uncomfortable. And nothing good comes, um, yeah, everything good comes out of price. You know, you don't, What's easily gained is easily lost. So when you work at something, you work at your relationship, you talk to that person, you bring up, like, hey, I really don't like when you be leaving clothes on the bed sometimes. It's like oddly specific right there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like it's that specific. I'm just saying. Like, just something like that. And they might say, I don't like how you will spill something on the counter and just walk away and leave it. <laughs> but you, once, once you talk and then you understand where the other person is coming from, then you can have a better, uh, then you have a better relationship going forward in the future instead of just dialing it in and saying, oh, well, you're 50%. Um, I'm, a, I'm giving it all. You're not really giving it. So like, what do you really want from this relationship? That's what I would say. And then I think another like piece to that also is you have to, hopefully people will get in a relationship or pursue someone where they feel like they can be comfortable being honest. So if I can even use myself for an example, there's been a, 
I was in a relationship with this young lady where, honestly, I did not feel comfortable being honest with her. And of course, that caused a lot of issues because if I don't feel comfortable being honest, I'm not going to tell you when these little things bother me. And of course, it's going to bottle up, like y'all said, and it's going to get to a point where it just kind of all boils over. So I think that's really important. A lot of people really don't really consider the fact that you have to, like, this is your partner. This really is someone you have to trust, kind of sort of like with your life, like with with your secrets, with your finances, with your house, with your pets, with your children. With whatever yeah. your family, yeah, this your person's friends. in your space twenty four seven. Yes, and people sometimes I feel like they're too willing to let someone in their space and not screen them first. Oh, yep, that's what I was gonna get at. Because you mentioned like having people in your space, like literally, if you're thinking about someone that you're in a relationship with, like like you said, they know a lot about you. You guys talk, like it's a lot. Um, but I feel like. Like you said, screening, like having these conversations before you guys get to that level just to see like where their head is. Is this someone that I would actually want to pursue something with? Can I see like what are the traits? Are there any red flags that I see um, just to kind of weed them out early? Mm-hmm. And that's why I always talk about filters. Like every time I think with each one of y'all, I've always talked about having a filter, and that's why I harp on the red lights, green lights, because if you know what you like, you know what you don't like, you will not bend on it. Of course, sometimes you might have to revisit something like, yeah, I feel like this might not have been the best, um, might be the best red light. Like, there's a lot of people that do this at this point in their lives, so maybe I might need to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not going to be, um, you know, static. You might have to move the, um, the sliders, but you should always... Um, you should always still maintain that. And that's, um, and the next thing I want to talk about was when you were talking about, Keisha was talking about being about, yeah, being honest with somebody Mm -hmm. and being able to be honest with somebody. And that's something that you have to constantly monitor while you're in a relationship because people will sit in a relationship and just not be honest, not be honest, not be honest, not be honest, not fully honest. Not like you're lying, but you just can't tell them everything because she doesn't want to hang, want you hanging around the certain people. And you're like, okay, well, like, I don't see nothing wrong with it. All these people are my people I grew up with. And you don't see nothing wrong with it, but you don't, you're not able to have a, a open conversation with her. To just say, hey, like these these are my friends, like these are my friends from childhood. It's not you know when I was trying to talk to her at any point, it was just me trying to um just me growing up and just hanging out and just chilling, we just doing everything we want to do. And that's really the that's really where you want to be to just have those uncomfortable conversations and still come out and be together. So right now, Amber's dog Milo. Is is acting a plum fool, so that's why we keep kind of <laughs> stopping and whatnot. You can see his whole nose under the door. Yeah, but he got a treat now. So he's good. He's good. But yeah, so no, but I think that the point y'all made was really valid. But to really answer your question, um, which I think I did, but I'll say it again, <laughs> is that you just gotta have that conversation with them and okay. find out what it is. And a lot of people they don't want to have a conversation. Because they don't want it to end. So I have another question to kind of like bounce off what you said, Amber. What do you guys feel is 
some of the most important things to consider when you're trying to like pursue someone. So of course we talked about honesty, we talked about communication, we talked about accountability. What else do you feel as though is very important aside from those things? I think fitness is a trait. And so for me, you have to be somebody who wants to be fit. You have to care about your health. You have to care about, you have to want to live a healthy lifestyle. So that's part of it to me. And also, no, I'm not going to say that. I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> How about y'all? Have it, there are, are there any traits or characteristics y'all feel? And it can be specific to you, obviously. So like, if I can give y'all more time to think, me, I'm a very spontaneous type of person. So I don't like routines. I don't mm-hmm. like structure to a certain extent I, I need to be able to jump out the box I even hate like like clothes like I, I'll wear a different type of clothes I'll change my hair up like I hate a structure if it's too consistent for too long it bores me so I would I would need someone who's able to one be able to be comfortable with me switching yeah. and doing what I do whether it's my hair my clothes your hose my hose whatever <laughs> And also someone who's able to, you know, enjoy that. And hopefully they have that same characteristic as well. So we can be spontaneous together. I agree. I agree. There's nothing better than someone who can enjoy your whole switch. (laughs) 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 That's literally what you said. I mean. (laughs) I'm sorry, Dory. But no, I agree with you too, Keisha. Because like, of course, with the nature of our job, like working in tech, everything is fucking structured. Mm -hmm. And I don't like. I already know. So my Monday through Friday, I already know how it is. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm not at work, I like to be like, okay, what can I do right now? Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's to a certain extent, there's something that I will never do, mm-hmm. but like, I just at least want to try something new every fucking time. I want to be able to go through life and be like, well, I at least did this so I can be like, okay, I tried it once. I didn't like it. Maybe I did like it. That could become a new hobby. Uh, we the opposite. Yeah, so, oh, I, yeah, go ahead. He does not like routine. He he's always like out out of the box when he does something. Mm-hmm. You guys all look the same. Um, similar area. Whereas I'm the type of person where I'm like, I, I'm, if it's not broke, why fix it? No, but it's like, let me think of an example. I can't I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it could just be as easily as, um. I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Well, what example are you trying to think of? Just like something around the house. Like if something is whatever. Like these lights right here. They work fine. Oh, they can work better. I can talk to the lights and they can turn on. And yeah. I'm like, they're they're fine. Like I don't need to talk to my lights. Like they can they can turn on. But turn but on. when she got the ability to do to do that, you should see the smile on her face when she says, "Hey Google, turn off the never mind." My Google listening. But you should see how happy she be. She be laying in her bed, turning off her dining room lights. Why? Because your boy did that for her. Because what your boy be doing, he be improving Sorry. people's life. I don't understand. Stop. Stop. I think that um, for me, I think that just having a conversation about where they want to go in life. Just because I feel like that can tell you a lot about a person if someone's like, you know, I don't know, I just want to whatever. Red flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying that they have to, your goals 
I mean, they do have to align to it to a certain extent, but I'm not saying that they have to be the same, but if they're not even in the same ballpark, it's like, that's not something that you can work with it because you can't change anybody. Mm-hmm. And like Kenna said, I do think fitness is important. So like knowing that someone likes to be active, likes to just do things and eat right, all that good stuff, because you got to think about like, I don't think a lot of people think about long term. So like if they someone don't. is like, oh, I don't like working out. I don't go to the gym. I don't do this. I just eat whatever. Like, yes, that's fine now. And you can look good now. But like, let's think long term. Five years from now, let's be real. Right. <laughs> like, how is that going to look? And what is that going to look like? And unfortunately, good habits don't always pass on. And it's like the negative habits pass on. So if you're passionate about one thing and that person isn't, it's like, Y'all can blow up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and I mean, not but, but in addition to that, I think that it's very important to have those discussions initially. But like I said, you have to continue having those discussions. You have to continue seeing where somebody is in life. Because someone can easily tell you, hey, I want to go and I want to be the very best like no one ever was. But they're not putting forth the effort to do that. Because the catch them is my real test to train them with my cause. And um, y'all don't did you watch Pokemon? No, I remember. I was like, why does this oh sound familiar? <laughs> All right, but but yeah, because you have to constantly be gauging somebody, and also so you can keep them honest, and so that also they can keep you honest. Because I can say I want to be like for me being an engineer, I want to be let's say a principal engineer, but if I'm not putting in the work to do that, then that's not then it's not going to happen. And you can see that like, hey, why are you playing video games? All day when you're not working, like do something else to enhance your life in another way because there's no way you can be working towards a goal if you're playing video games every other waking second. And that's another one, goals. And I think that's the the maybe the overarching theme here. Like you really have to have a conversation around goals, and not even you know short term goals, long term goals. Like just what are you trying to do with your life? Because obviously, you know, dating someone is a, you don't know how long you're going to be with this person. It might be six months. It might be years. Mm-hmm. You might die with this nigga. You don't know. So you really have to train your brain to think, you know, longevity. How, what is this going to look like with you as my partner? You know, you being around my family, you being around my friends, you know, you like, you know, interacting just in my space. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people really don't value their time and their space and their energy enough. They They're don't just, like to be alone with themselves. That That's is, the problem. That is true. It is. It and, really is. And why is that? I, I love being around <laughs> by myself. Like, I'm comfortable with being by myself. And I think that's the issue. People aren't comfortable with just being by themselves. They got to figure out, okay, damn, I don't love myself enough as I probably should. Yeah, should or think that I do. But and they mask that them them not being comfortable with themselves and comfortable with their mind and just like sitting in their thoughts mm-hmm. with being around other people. Mm-hmm. But it's like like even when you get you're in a relationship, I feel like one two things. So one that's unhealthy because then when you become you get in a relationship, you rely on that partner to help fulfill you, and you always want to be around them, and it's an unhealthy amount of clinginess. But then um, I forgot the other point that I was gonna say, but. Like, you rely on that person too much. And, oh, the second thing is, like, even when you're in a relationship, whatever, 
you're not going to be around that person 24-7. Like, there's still going to be times when, what if that person goes out of town or what if they're busy, they're working, all these other things. Like, you got to be okay with, I'm okay with sitting, doing my own thing. Like, and that's why I think we would all agree that you have to be healed before you get into a relationship because you, a lot of times people enter relationships broken. And if we think about it like with, and I'm talking about broken emotionally, and if we think about it physically, like you're not going to keep walking if you tear your ACL, right? You're mm-hmm. going to go and get surgery. But when people get in these relationships, toxic relationships or not, you're going to get hurt and they still try to hop from one to another because they don't want to be alone. They want someone else to fill that void. And you have to think about it. If we're talking about 50-50 and you have a voiding, that means you're not going to be able to put in your 100% or that 50, um, that half of that whole relationship. So the other person, for it to be 100% of the relationship, is going to have to stretch over to um, to fill that void. And think about this. When someone else is filling that void, and let's say you do do some healing. So now all of a sudden you went from 90% or Let's say you're at 80% and now you're at 90%. So now that person they're putting in that 60% because half of 80 is 40 and then 90 is 45. So now they're putting in 60, but now it's like the mixture is like 60 to 45 now. So it's imbalanced. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in a lot of relationships. People will overstretch themselves. Then the other person will get some healing. And then they'll be like, well, I don't really need this anymore. I'm not looking for this anymore. Because when you are not healed, you're looking for something different versus when you are healed. Because you have to think about Think about the people you know that hop from relationship to relationship. Think about how much their wants and needs change based on each relationship versus the people who are healed and know exactly what they want, what they're looking for. And they may change what they want, but they're changing it for a reason, not because of how they're feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, I'm seeing that the landscape is not like this. So maybe I need to think about it like this. They still know what they want. But they know what they were willing to accept. Yeah. And then say, okay, let's let me I haven't really dealt with this. Let's go through it and see exactly how I feel about this. They go through it strategically and they think about it and they don't just try to, you know, um, just jump at the first relationship that seems like it's convenient. Exactly. Because it's that's what it is, it's convenience. And you're sitting there thinking like, um, as you're broken, like, oh man, this person they made me feel so good, they made me feel amazing, not knowing that you're making the other person overstress themselves and overreach just to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I also feel like when people like hop from relationship to relationship or not even relationship, they hop from situationship or they just entertain people like because they don't like to be alone, that um, breaks them even more just because the things that they're dealing with and the people that they're dealing with and the things that they're not dealing with, it just intensifies. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't ever sit down and work on whatever it is that is has hurt you in the past you're going to continue to bring that out and it's just it just magnifies exactly and it does nothing but hurts the person you're with mm-hmm. because i'm not going to name any names but we can all think of somebody who holds other people we know of a relationship that somebody holds the other person in the relationship back and in that relationship you can tell that that person that's being held back is hurt like we can tell that they hurt. We can tell it's not a good relationship. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing right now? Y'all making me laugh. Yeah. All right, but but yeah, but just but just being on the outside looking in because I used to be in a relationship like that as well, and you can't really see it once you're in it. Mm-hmm. Like once you're in it, you're just like, oh no, this is just how it is. This is how the they are. On. Yeah. Not just the blindness, but the fact that they might acknowledge your shortcomings. 
it makes you think like, oh, they're on top of it because they know what's wrong. But if you know what's wrong, but you don't take the steps to apply and fix what is wrong, then you're not any better than someone who doesn't know what is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you just sit there and say, well, you know, I told you this. This is this is something I have that I'm trying to work on, but how long are you going to work on it, sweetheart? Yeah. We've been together for a year, and you still got the same problems you had days ago. That's before me. <laughs> and now you got it. You probably going to have it after me. But guess what? You're going to have to have it after me because I ain't dealing with this no more. Exactly. I just, I've wasted a whole year of my life. No, no, no longer. Mm-hmm. I just looked at you. I there was no offense to you. I know. But <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I'm just saying, why you look at me? I just glanced at you. That was a. Why are you making that ugly face? Wow. Y'all, I'm glad we're getting this on tape. We're seeing the, the mental abuse that I get. Oh, gosh. Whatever. <laughs> But no, I think just to to go back to what you were saying, Kenneth, I think also the main part that a lot of people need to understand is that you really should be complete and whole before you hop into a relationship. Bingo. Like, that's really like the, the main theme I'm hearing here. Because if you try to hop into a relationship and you're you're missing pieces and you you're looking for a distraction for some for looking for someone to take your mind off of what you already don't want to deal with, that's no bueno. Don't nobody want that. Like mm-hmm. even even the person that you would probably would date would be able to sense that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you wouldn't I, I don't think that would work. I think it would be more it would be more stressful and more frustrating to be to try to be in a relationship broken as opposed to saying, hey, I know I got these issues. Let me just stay over here by myself and I'll figure this shit out. I would rather do that than to try to sit here and make someone want to be with me and literally like I'm holding them, I'm forcing them to stay in this relationship because I feel like I need them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't nobody so want to be in a relationship <laughs> like that. But then even when that person leaves, like because I don't know many people that will like be able to put up with that long term. But when that person leaves, like just the the emotional state of the person, the person that already wasn't healed is gonna be worse just because of them relying on that other person mm-hmm. exactly literally exactly so i really like the discussion we had today i think it was really good um as usual it starts up as one thing and just transitions into something totally different but i think that's what that is what makes it a better um a better topic to talk about when we actually have something like all right, all right let's take this one over but it sounds to me like we all, since we all believe that you need to heal, we should go over and we kind of went over why you should heal. So I think we should go over um, how to heal and what it is when you are healed, like just the difference in when you are healed. Because I think that we can remember when we weren't healed and when we were healed. And we can kind of help people to understand what, you know, what it looks like and how they can find out if they're healed or not. All right. Oh, you're going to say something? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. All right, yeah. Oh, okay. um, Amber's ready. Amber's ready to go. I thought we was going to transition into this. Yeah. Y'all want to transition into something else? I thought we were going to continue with the set. Okay, all right. I thought y'all was ready to go. All right, get it. I'm going to just stop this right here, and that's going to get to this podcast. So I just want to come back and say, if you made it this far to the podcast, thanks so much for tuning in. I love you so much. Please remember, 
Follow me on IG and Twitter, Pirate King Ken. That's me by myself. Also, my podcast. Next time, you see me same time, same place. Be easy. Peace. Yeah, I know you're about to try to hate on me.